You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Your discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. Once upon a time, when you had something on your mind, and it was making you a little sad inside, you'd have to try your best to find how to express that state of mind by using words explaining issues and to consider either side. Doesn't mean you're right or cool. No, but it's carrying such a force. And you're afraid of all remorse. <laughs> you just call it woke. You just shout it woke. <laughs> like when an obstacle's presented. All you did is get a joke. Why why think woke? That's a bloke. Sun and smoke, cause there's no such thing as There's no such thing as witches It's something that is love Tell that to tens of thousand men of wars Or women that they burn There's no such thing as that means But how to control annoying children When they give you too much grief Enough of us will beat it It will never be revoked It's a semiotic automatic weapon well, if you're worried about progress like the days when gays were stripped, you can do the wokey-cokey and you don't seem to irate. You call it woke. You just shout it woke. Woke. It's an anagram of the occasional other other folk. You print it woke. Woke. You don't think just woke. Woke. 
no such thing as no such thing as Krampus who pops up now and then. Folklore, you find Baba Rose, Baba Yaga, lots of folks in there. Something quicker, that's in all our dictionary. No words can change the meanings. Copies in his eyes. Like six become a good thing. Or like light, the latest star. But we've really hit the jackpot with the short hair for our woes. It's the bollocks to look out for in the emperor's new clothes. Oh, oh, like when your shouting won't The Marsh Family. They're just brilliant. You know the Marsh Family by now. That is their latest video. Um, find them on YouTube, on, you know, all the places. All those places. My favorite thing is um, I just I tweeted this out, uh, and it's a picture of a coffee mug that on it says, oh, the, the light is being weird on it. It says, I love being woke. It's much nicer than being an ignorant fucking twat. So there you go. I'm woke and proud. Uh, Again, it's better than being an ignorant fucking twat. Anyway, hi. Welcome to Thursday. It's Friday Eve around here. Um, Loving all the the comments in the chat room that you guys enjoyed the show yesterday. I certainly did. Of course, I was was nervous. You know, I had two, well, I had three stars on, but two major movie stars, Sean Astin and Francis Fisher. God. And I was just waiting for the gremlins to, like, cut their audio. You know, the worst thing that happened is that I couldn't get Skype closed on the computer that they came up on um and uh it, it wreaked a little havoc at the end but it but it went off pretty flawlessly knock on wood laminate anyway hopefully tomorrow will go off just as smoothly now i haven't spoken to you much about what we're going to talk about tomorrow and i don't have any big stars coming on although i might it all depends it, i'm gonna have to play it by year but tomorrow i get to um, early in the day, record an interview with Michael Franti. Now, if you're not familiar with Michael Franti, you should. Uh, you should be. He's been making music for, uh, I you know, met him first 30 years ago. It was 1993 or 94 when his first album came out with the band Spearhead. And they, they uh, did a rendition of Hole in the Bucket, which was like an old folk story that Harry Belafonte made a record of all those years ago. Anyway, um, Michael Fronte and Spearhead went on, Michael Fronte went on to front the band and it soon became Michael Fronte and Spearhead. And he is the most positive, you know, um, spreading love and peace and good cheer. He's, you know, a million years ago, I got to see Al Green, the Reverend Al Green, 
in concert. It was part of a bigger show, I think, but he did a, a short set of, you know, probably three or four songs. And he's, you know, running around the theater with his microphone and singing. And I dubbed him at that time the happiest man alive because he was. He was just happy. He exuded happiness and spreading good cheer. That's how Michael Franti is. And you've probably heard some of his songs, even if you think you don't know him. There's one, um, Say Hey, I Love You. There's one, uh, Sound of Sunshine. He's had three decent-sized hits and a number of records played in, you know, my format, which is eclectic music. Anyway, he's going to be at the uh, Pompano Beach Amphitheater on Saturday night. And I thought, you know what? I've never had the chance to interview him. And he's all about giving back and helping and, and peace and love. And I thought it would be nice to have that kind of positivity here on this show. Oh, Chuck in the chat room says, Michael Franti and Spearhead used to play every weekend in Rico, Colorado. Hmm. They just played Red Rocks a couple of weeks ago. I mean, they're doing, they're on this tour. Anyway, they finally got back to me yesterday that I, 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 I can record. I'm going to record an interview with him over Zoom tomorrow at like one o'clock. And then we're going to go see him. Allison and I are going to go see him um, Saturday night at the Pompano Beach Amphitheater. Depending on how long my first interview goes tomorrow and how long the interview goes with Michael Fronte, I may air it tomorrow. Well, I'll just have to play it by year. So the first interview tomorrow is sort of the other side of yesterday's interview. And yesterday, for those of you who missed it, or can't quite remember that far back, happens to me all the time. Um, we talked about the um, uh, the SAG and AFTRA strike. I was joined by my old friend David Jolliffe, and he brought along two of his dear friends, the actress Frances Fisher and the actor uh, Sean Astin. So, yeah, they were two, you know, two big movie stars. And we spent the whole hour really talking about the strike and, and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of misconceptions about people think, oh, those Hollywood actors, they're all so rich. Well, they're really not. So there's that. But one thing I mentioned, and I don't know if you guys caught this. Um, uh, when I was talking about the history that it used to be two separate unions, it was SAG and it was AFTRA. AFTRA was the union for the radio people. SAG was Screen Actors Guild. Um, and they merged only, only you know, not too long ago. I want to say 10 years ago, if that. So, you know, and I mentioned that, look, I come from radio. Radio was always like the ugly stepchild of the entertainment community, of the entertainment business. And when I asked, you know, how the merger is going, and Francis just said, I think we can move on to the next question. I, it was all she needed to say. Now, I had mentioned my old uh, boss. Uh, he, I, well, he wasn't uh, technically my boss, but he was Jim Kerr, with whom I worked in New York. Jim Kerr does mornings now, has for the last like 20 years on Q104 in New York City. Back when I worked with him, 1985 to 87, uh, we were on WPLJ, a station that doesn't even exist anymore. And, um, you know, I guess one reason he didn't come on is the same reason another friend of mine who's on the negotiating committee didn't. There, There's unity now because there's a big election coming up and they want to get through this strike and everything. But apparently, if you can read between the lines, there's a bit of tension between the original SAG people and the original AFTRA people. So, um, but I did want to uh, shine a little spotlight on what has happened 
we, we've seen what's happened to uh, movies and television. Now I want to talk about what happened to the radio and recording industries. Um, and you know that's what I come out of. So the news broke Friday afternoon that the last standing radio and record industry trade publication, it's called All Access, is um, is going off the air. I'm going off the air. Is is folding? Is going under? Um, Stephanie said, "I thought that was rude when she cut you off, Nicole." Um, I don't think it was rude. I think it was saying. That's a can of worms we really shouldn't get into right now because it's a whole other issue. And it is an issue, and we'll talk about it going forward. But yesterday was about the strike, and they're trying to foment um, uh, unity. And so it was not the right time for it. But we'll talk about it another day. In fact, we may talk some about it tomorrow. So so on Friday, the, the news broke that, um, uh, that, that um, all access – is going under. They're shutting their doors on August 15th. All, you can access it now, so to speak, allaccess.com. It's free. They may want you to register if you want to peruse the site, but do it because it's going to be around for only another three weeks or so. So, But I remember when All Access started. And in fact, for a time, for a very short time, for six months, I worked at one of the competing trade magazines. I worked at a, a place called the Album Network, which was it was the network magazine group. And the Album Network was for rock radio and rock records. Um, they had Virtually Alternative, which was for alternative. Uh, they had Totally Adult, which was not, as your dirty mind might think, porn. It was Adult Album Alternative or AAA. That was actually my format. Um, and, a, and, a, and a Top 41. And so... All of the, and then there was the Gavin report, and there was FMQB, and there was the Hard report, and there were others. I think Hits is still around in some very minor capacity online, but basically all of these trade publications that used to support a lot of people are gone. So, um, all access, the last one standing, and it is shutting its doors in three weeks. So, for tomorrow, I invited Joel Denver who is the editor, publisher, founder of All Access. And again, I remember when they, um, when he, he left a competing trade magazine, the big one, the, the grandfather of them all, a place called Radio and Records, to go launch All Access. And it was a website, and everyone thought he was crazy because that was really the beginning of the Internet. Seriously. At the time, my radio station, we had one of the first radio station websites I'll, t- I'll tell you something else, and we can we'll talk more about this tomorrow. But there's the Internet Archive. You know, if you can go, if you go to um, archive.org or the Wayback Machine, Google the Wayback Machine, and they have archived old websites. Well, if you go all the way back to the beginning, they started this in like '94, and my old radio station at the time was KSCA. And again, I, with, with a friend of mine who booked bands at the Troubadour but was into it, this coming big thing, the Internet, we built that radio station website. I actually have an article about it from Radio and Records. Uh, anyway, so I had contacted Joel after the news broke that All Access is going under, and I said, I would love to do a show about what has happened to the radio and record industry. So Joel is going to join us Tomorrow, And we're going to address a lot of this. In fact, Susan, 
who is a listener of the show, posted something and sent it to me on um, on Facebook. And it's about the fact that her daughter is in a band. And the band is fairly successful. I mean, and they have a, a song that, that became a hit. And hits are all relative now. But they have over a mil- almost 2 million streams. I mean, they're not sales. They're streams. And they got their big royalty check for those almost 2 million streams. And the check was for $1.50. Now, there are people getting rich in the music industry, um, but it's not the the bands. It's not the creators. It's the big... So we're going to talk about all that. I may actually bring it up with Howie because, you know, Howie Klein, who will be along at the bottom of the hour, was um, president of Reprise Records. Uh, Reprise, a division of Warner Brothers. Uh, some of his artists, Joni Mitchell, Eric Clapton, Neil Young, Green Day, um, uh, Fleetwood Mac. I mean, I could go on and on. But big time, that's that's how I know Howie. We both sort of segued into politics after leaving the music industry. But he'll, you know, he'll weigh in on all that, too. Anyway, there's the intro. for. T- so this has turned out to be a crazy busy week, and it's just getting busier. So I get to tape with Michael Franti tomorrow. If we don't have time to air the interview tomorrow's show, we'll do it next week. Um, but, yeah, so I'm excited about that. Meanwhile... Meanwhile, there's been news. What a busy, this has been a busy news week. And while it's nice to see Congress working, (laughs) working is sort of a relative term. Um, So the Senate Judiciary Committee was in session. They had a hearing on, um, uh, on the Supreme Court and their ethics problems. And some of the stuff... I got to say, you know, some of these people are such hypocrites, like Miss Lindsay, Lindsey Graham. Um, uh, here, let me try to bring this up because I don't think I pulled I pulled tons of, of video. And of course, I didn't pull this one clip that I was going to play for you. Um, so, uh, OK, the um, uh, <laughs> my favorite. Oh, I did pull this one. Let me play. Let me play this for you, because this one is just so good. Um, Sheldon Whitehouse. And we all love we all love us some Sheldon Whitehouse, don't we? So Sheldon Whitehouse is on the, the, the Senate Judiciary Committee and they are talking about the need for uh, some kind of ethics rules by which the Supreme Court justices govern themselves or are sort of governed. Um, where are you, Sheldon Whitehouse? Da, 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 da. Okay, here he is. Um, so this, this, this was today. There was, there was a number of, uh, uh, of clips that I got for you for today. Okay, so um, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, take it away. I would um, like to make a few points as we uh, wrap this up. The first is um, I would react to the comments of some of my colleagues that Democrats want to pack the court. Um, my sense is the court has already been packed. Yes! It has been packed as the result of a very long and expensive effort uh, run by a handful of secretive right-wing billionaires yep. uh, through a bunch of front groups. Yep. The tally of the cost of the operation uh, has risen from the original $250 million estimate of the Washington Post to now $580 million spent wow. on trying to make sure that uh, those billionaires succeeded in what has been characterized in this room as the long effort to make this a conservative court. 
and and you know what? That is the line that um, the Democrats should be saying over and over again. They they've already packed the court. That's exactly what they did um, with stolen seats and 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 lying testimony. But you listen to what the Republicans are saying. And no, I didn't pull the Lindsey Graham, but this is this is John Kennedy. I don't think we need to see it the video. It would be difficult, I think, to sit here and pick apart this legislation. And I think my Democratic colleagues know that. Um, there's not a dummy among them. There's not a dummy on this Judiciary Committee. Except you. But you don't have to be Oliver Wendell Scalia Oy. to figure out that this legislation is meant to be a court-killing machine. For example, it would allow any jackaloon out there in America in a tinfoil hat <laughs> Love the way uh, whose own dog thinks he's another nutter oh, please. to file a motion to recuse the United States Supreme Court justice. Now, what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? And my Democratic colleagues know that. Okay. I, you know what? I can't. I just can't with this guy. So uh, their, their arguments were all... Uh, bullshit. That's the technical term, bullshit. Um, so, but, but so the bottom line is this was the Senate Judiciary Committee. And yes, thankfully, because there's one more Democrat on the committee than there is a Republican, it passed 11 to 10. Um 11 to 10. So that means it goes out of committee. It goes to the full Senate. Now, here's the problem. These idiots are not going to, I, I think, um, the, it, by, by idiots, you know who I'm talking about. They, they won't go there because uh, uh, why? They want, to re- they want to protect Clarence Thomas? They want to protect all of them because it's not only Clarence Thomas. But it did pass 11 to 10. It will pass the full Senate. I would think, because there's one more um, uh, Democrat on the committee on the, uh, in the Senate than there is a uh, Republican for now anyway. And so that's what happened in the Senate today. Shall we move on to the House? Now, the House, they had two uh, batshit crazy hearings. Uh, yesterday was Marge, whatever you want to call her, Marge Q. Green, Marge Trader Green, um, Make up your own, and whatever you come up with, I'm sure will be, um, will work. Oh, I see. I couldn't pull that uh, that video, so I do have. Where is it? I thought I had it here. Yeah, I I thought I had it. Um, maybe it's on this computer. Yes, it's on this computer. No, yes, I no, that's Iris whistleblower. Maybe I don't have it. Damn it. Um, then again, you don't really want to see it. Basically, Marge. Oh, here I do have it. Sorry. <laughs> you know, just when I count myself out, I should play this for you only because it's so disturbing. So this happened yesterday in the House. I think it's the Oversight Committee, but don't quote me on that. Whatever Marge is on. Um, oh, oh they, they were having a hearing ostensibly. Um, with uh, with a IRS whistleblower, it's a different kind of blowing that Marge decided to focus in on because she decided to expose 
Hunter Biden's dick pics on the floor of the House of Representatives. I kid you not. Was investigating violations of the Mann Act. Is that correct? Oh, let Mr. me back Zeeper? it up a little bit. Sorry. Be denied no matter who the person is. Uh, to the whistleblowers today, I thank both of you for your courage to come to the committee today. Yeah. And your commitment to, to truth. Uh, oh, I have up. great respect for it. So thank you. I would like to talk with you both about Hunter Biden and his tax write-offs with his law firm, Owasco. Okay, why is this the subject of a congressional hearing? Hunter Biden did not work for the Biden administration, never has, has never held a public job. If you want to do a criminal prosecution, refer him to the Justice Department or for prosecution. But why this? And wait, it gets worse. I would like to ask uh, Mr. Ziegler, when did you start your investigation and your testimony? It was November 2018. Is that correct? Yes or no? Yes, that's correct. Thank you. During your testimony with the House with the House Ways and Means Committee, you stated that through bank records, you identified Hunter Biden was paying prostitutes related to a potential prostitution ring. Is that correct? Yes or no? Yes, that's correct. I've also All right, she goes on and on. I'm not going to keep going. I'm going to forward through a little bit because you got to see what she holds up here. What's even more troubling to me is that the Department of Justice has brought no charges against Hunter Biden that will vindicate the rights of these women who are clearly victims under the law. What? What does this um, have like to, to do with the U.S. House of Representatives? Uh, again, the I'm law, not going to play this whole thing, but I just, that's the first thing she holds up. This was a... I believe this is a violation of the Man Act. This You're a violation of the Human Act, you moron. So, but th- th- it gets worse. I, I, see, look what she's showing. Dick pics of Joe Biden. I, I'm astounded. And Jamie Raskin attempted to, to say, uh, Mr. Chairman, what, what is going on here? Why are you showing pornography? This, there's, this is no place for this. Is there a crime here? The crime is Marge pushing that. And apparently she also sent out an email that did not have any kind of age warning on it. Um, how, you know, I, I just, I just don't get it. Nude pics on United Airlines. No. So that was yesterday. And if that wasn't bad enough, today was RFK Jr. Day because it's not enough that he's said what he said and is is uh, regardless of his his assertions um otherwise oh first you know what i just have to play this real quick this is representative garcia thank you mr chairman so let's first zero in on the bottom line uh, what we have is two irs investigators who clearly worked very hard uh, on the hunter biden investigation and thank you both for being here today um you both gave recommendations to prosecutors based on your work which you've described today and then Donald Trump's hand-picked prosecutor then made recommendations to charge Hunter. Right. He acted independently, and he himself has confirmed this. Okay. You did your job making recommendations, and then the prosecutor did his job. Okay. You don't have to agree with his conclusions, but that's the bottom line of what we have today at this hearing. But today's hearing is like most of the majority's investigations and hearings. A lot of allegations, zero proof, no receipts. But apparently, some dick pics. Apparently, some dick pics. This is what we've come to in this, uh, the United States Congress.
I, I just the fact that that was said on floor of the house also is um, is insane. Oh, and and oh, but oh, you know what? I cut it off too soon. Hold on, because he he made a very pertinent point here. Uh, bear with me today. I'm a little discombobulated. Actual evidence, but we've seen absolutely none. So now this is, of course, in stark contrast to the Trump crime oh, family. Yep. The majority conveniently glazes over the Trump's family's foreign dealings. The Trump family, who of course were actually appointed to White House senior jobs, from Ivanka's Chinese trademarks yep. to Jared's Qatari real estate bailout, yep. and $2 billion in Saudi private equity money. So where's that investigation? They were actually in the White House. <laughs> Good question, right? Right? I mean, that was just uh, exactly what needed to be said there. That's uh, Congressman Garcia. I, I know I'm running close. I got to get Howie on. But I want to play one more clip for, for you from today. When um, uh, today the subject is, um, what is the subject? <laughs> is it Friday yet? Um, the subject is, um, oh, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. is there. And he was invited to give an opening statement. And by the way, they gave him more time than they usually do. The whole thing was just ridiculous. But Dan Goldman, congressman from New York, He's just so good, and he put it all in perspective. Take it away, Dan. I'd like to quickly play a, a short video, if we could. Yeah, do, please. COVID-19 is targeted to attack uh, Caucasians and, uh, and, uh, and uh, black people. Caucasians and black people. Most of them are Ashkenazi Jews huh. and, uh, and Chinese. Really? Mr. Kennedy, I have a simple question for you. As an early victim of COVID, I actually got it uh, March 10th, 2020. And, uh -oh. and my question to you is whether you think I should be worried about my genetics as an Ashkenazi Jew Ooh. because I did contract COVID. <laughs> no, not at all. And that statement that you saw there is a truncated Version. Of a longer, a equally statement. disgusting you, you statement. A, a I was describing. I was describing. I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> reclaiming my time. Yeah, you know what? We heard the whole thing. And, uh, you know, Bobby, sorry, you know, Robert Jr., I, you besmirch, you besmirch your father's name every time we have to say your name. It, so, um, anyway, uh, I'm an Ashkenazi Jew. Go figure. Oh, and I never got COVID. He must be right. Wait, I, I got to get the scary music up for you. Um, ah. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that, <laughs> it's time to get Howie Klein on the line. You think? All right. Where are you, Howie? Whose turn is it to mix up the Dirty Debbies today? I want a double. Are you a multinational corporation hungry for a treat? Well, come on down to Chuckies, where you'll personally be seated by Chuck Schumer himself. So many dishes and they're all fresh. You're gonna love our Blue Dog special, the Dino Burger, because we say so. A good hamburger and french fries. And every burger comes with a side order of grits. I love grits. I love anything with corn. It's corn. All for only $50,000. Wash it all down with a dirty Debbie. Nine-tenths water, one-tenth orange juice. After a week or two, you drink this, it's 200 calories and it's acetic. And wipe your mouth with a tissue print of Glass-Steagall. For dessert, try our DNC tarts. 
little cookies. Tell the quality of that. Most restaurants give you a mint, but at Schmucky Chuckies, you get complimentary. Sweet and low. Who picks up the tab for all this? Find out now with Howie Klein of DownWithTyranny.com on The Nicole Sandler Show. Yo, Howie Klein. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. How are you? Pretty good. Okay. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure there for a second, but I, you, no, you sound good now. Um, I, I, I was just I was just playing some uh, audio from well Dan Goldman today calling out Bobby Kennedy Jr. for his uh, his asinine statements, and uh, he's like, so let let me get this straight. I got COVID early on, like in March of of 2020. Um, should I worry about my genetics as an Ashkenazi Jew? <laughs> And I don't know if you're aware of this, but someone uh, mentioned that uh, Kennedy got all of his kids um, vaccinated. uh, All of them. Yeah. All of his kids have been vaccinated. So he says one thing. In fact, um, uh, what is her name? The the um, the the congresswoman from the Virgin Islands who was a student of of Jamie uh, Raskin's. She actually. What is her name? Plaskett. Right. Plaskell. Plaskell. Okay. Something or Plaskett. 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 I think it's Plaskett. And and she said, so let me get this straight. You you know, you get your kids vaccinated, but to black people like me, you're saying, you know, don't 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 do it. You don't have to get your kids vaccinated because it's not not, not real. What's the deal here? He's so disingenuous. It's really fucked up. And, you know, something else. Um, actually, I heard Randy Rhodes mention it, but I knew it. Do you know who RFK's juniors campaign manager is? Who's running his campaign? I don't know. <laughs> Dennis Kucinich. Yes, that is right. Dennis Kucinich. I feel bad for Dennis. Me too. I'm wondering what the hell, why? why? What's, why? I don't know, because he, you know, hates the Democratic Party. Um, I, I guess uh, that's the wrong reason to do something like that. But I guess maybe that's... um. You know, the same reason Joe Lieberman does what he does. And he's like, I was talking to Digby the other day, and he's really the guy behind this uh, third way nonsense, right? He's he's part of it, that's for sure. And it's why? Because they have a vendetta, because they, what, they were mean to me. Yeah, but also that's where he's he's at. I mean, he he, he is part of what that is and always has been. So... He's a, he's a really bad guy. He's always been a really bad guy. The uh, ideology of third way is the ideology right. of Joe Lieberman. Right, right. Um, and it's sad, but you know what? It's not like Joe Biden is Bernie Sanders. Now his his. You notice? <laughs> yes, and Joe Biden is exactly the kind of Democrat that 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 Joe Lieberman always supported in the past. But now that he's, right. he's not Republican enough for him. It's the only thing I can figure. Yeah, but I mean, I don't want to say that Biden has changed. I don't really believe he has. But, you know, Biden isn't really calling a lot of the shots in the policies of the White House. Biden is, you know, old. He knows it. And the people around him are really the ones who are uh, making a lot of the decisions um, rather than him. That's what I believe. I mean, I'm not sitting there and – hearing them, but that's kind of what I think is happening. And, uh, you know, especially in the first half of his term, of his first term, uh, there was a, a pretty solid liberal guy who was, who was the, in charge. Right. And it's not, that's not a Lieberman kind of person. No, that's, that, well, that's Le- true. Lieberman and, uh, and, and Biden were allies. 
I know. That's what it do- why it doesn't make sense. Um, but Lieberman is bound and determined to tank uh, the Democratic Party. What, and pave the way for Donald Trump to return to power? How does it that make that sense? I, I'm just blown away. Um, one other thing that surprised me today. Did you hear Debbie Wasserman Schultz's uh, little um, uh, statement to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. today? No, it, I, I'm sickened that she's back. She's I know. been, you know, gone from the public I know. Uh, for several years, and she's now she's back. Well, you know, look, once every couple of years I can take her, and she was good today. So bear with me because I'm going to play this clip. Um, she was surprisingly good. Here we go. Oh, this is Fox, this is by the way. Right now, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the congresswoman going hard at RFK Jr. Let's watch. I never continue. Okay. I never, ever. Mr. Chairman, I'm happy to enter into the record when Mr. Kennedy said that. I reclaim my time. In discussing COVID public health measures, you made light of the genocide against Jewish people by saying, and I quote, even Hitler's Germany, you could cross the Alps to Switzerland. You could hide in an attic like Anne Frank did. Mr. Kennedy, do you think it was easy for Jewish people to escape systematic slaughter of Nazis, yes or no? Absolutely not. Okay, good. Mr. Kennedy, do you think it was just as hard to wear a mask during COVID as it was to hide under floorboards or false walls so you weren't murdered or dragged to a concentration camp, yes or no? Excuse me? That's a question, yes or no? I didn't hear your question. Okay. I said, do you think it was just as hard to wear a mask during COVID as it was to hide under floorboards or false walls so you weren't murdered or dragged to a concentration camp? Of course not. That's okay. ridiculous. That's a comparison that you made. I did Mr. not Kennedy, make that were the measures comparison. Taken, were the measures taken to contain the spread and fatalities related to COVID in any way at all comparable to the murder of 6 million Jews, yes or no? Uh, absolutely not. Okay. Let's be very clear here. There's no legitimate comparison to the Holocaust. It doesn't matter if you're talking about AI, vaccine mandates, or anything else. There is no comparison. And if this were a slip of the tongue, Mr. Kennedy, or a one-off comment, we would all move on. But there's a deeply disturbing pattern. In 2015, you apologized to all those, quote, whom I offended by my use of the word Holocaust to describe the autism epidemic. Mm -hmm. When discussing efforts to encourage others to get vaccinated for COVID-19, you said Nazis did that in the camps in Mm. World War II. They tested vaccines on gypsies and Jews. That was a quote. Like before you apologized for invoking the Holocaust, saying, quote, to the extent my remarks caused hurt, I am truly and deeply sorry. These are not real statements of contrition or remorse. They are passive-aggressive non-apologies that blame the listener for reacting to the lie you just read. I'm deeply saddened that this is a conversation we're having today. I have deep respect for what Mr. Kennedy's family did and still does to make life better for all Americans. But what you are doing now, Mr. Kennedy, and the forces you aligned yourself are reckless, dangerous, and disturbing by echoing dangerous claims such as, quote, Jews don't really suffer as much as we do, which you said, mm-hmm. your rhetoric creates a climate of mistrust, antagonism, and God. even hatred or violence against Jewish people. My own children have been the targets of brutal anti-Semitism on social media. You fan those flames and jeopardize their safety. You've marginalized other groups, too, like Asian Americans and the LGBTQ plus community. And worse, you don't seem to care or brush it all off to misquotes and misunderstanding. Frankly, it's disgusting. Thank you for your indulgence, Mr. Chairman. I yield back the balance. Okay, so I don't ever play Debbie Wasserman Schultz, but I thought that one deserved a minute or two. Whatever. I think she's a clown. I thought she was a clown just now. Well, she she is a clown. But you, you wrote a piece just a few days ago. Yes, RFK Jr. isn't just a conspiracy nut. He's also a detestable bigot. Yes. Oh, oh the two could be clowns at the same time. <laughs> Not mutually exclusive. I got it. I, I agree. Um, uh, You know, it's like the stop clock that's right twice a day. It, you know, it took Debbie a number of years, and obviously her religion is a thing. But, but um. Uh, 
I was glad that she called him out on it because he keeps denying he said those things, but he said those things over and over again. You know, I'd ra- uh, which committee was this, by the way? This was, um, I don't even know which committee this was. Which I'd rather see someone with like an ounce of brains questioning him. Um, you know what I'm more worried about is, is one of my close friends <clears throat> just called me and told me he has COVID and that six of his friends have COVID as <gasps> well. This is a friend of mine who's fully vaccinated. Oh, my God. And this, today I'm talking about. Oh, shit. Well, you know, people have let down their guard and they're not taking precautions anymore because they've been told it's over. It's not over. Yeah. COVID will be with us. It's but, you know, the the um, all the CDC, the FDA, I think even the World Health Organization has said it, we're not at pandemic levels anymore. So people it, COVID will be with us forever, like. I guess like a like a really bad flu. I got a text from my doctor uh, a couple of days ago saying you're overdue for your um, your booster. Oh, I already got my second uh, bivalent booster, and I had to fight oh, this is, to this get. This would be my fourth. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> I got you. Okay, well, good. Well, yeah. Um, uh, so, did you hear what happened here in Florida? There's there's been a bunch of news besides the the. Well, I, I, I let me guess what what you're going to talk about. Yeah. Because this is out, so outrageous that it's got to be this, and that is that uh, uh, little kids are going to be learning uh, the the benefits that black people had of slavery. Oh yeah, you see now the headline uh, in the Sun Sentinel today: um, Board okay's Black History Standards, but it but but it tells you that there were some benefits because some of these slaves actually learned skills that they could you know take and and. I can't even say it. It's so offensive. Um, it's it's basically a both sider, um, you know, uh, thing. You know, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I, I wrote about it. It's it's absolutely horrific. I mean, un, unbelievably horrific. Um, I, I I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's just the most horrible thing. And I and I can't believe that the board of education unanimously approved this unanimously. Yes. And 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 they were begged by uh, because the board is most is they're 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 all like DeSantis appointees. He purged all the Democrats off these boards um, and put in his own people here. The seven members are all gubernatorial appointees. Most of them tapped by DeSantis. Uh, a disappointed Thompson, who is um, a retired college administrator who has served on the state's African American History Task Force um, and is a state representative, said. Um, it's an attempt to whitewash our history. Uh, it, it, we owe the next generation of scholars the opportunity to know the full, unvarnished history of the state and country and all who contributed to it, good and bad. I mean, the, the, they've asked them to they asked them not to vote on it, to to postpone it so they could have hearings. And they just they just pushed the vote through and, and passed it unanimously. You know, not only is Ron DeSantis the George Wallace of 2023. But the whole, this whole woke bullshit is that that woke is just another word for for ra- anti woke is another word for racism. Yes, that, that's all that is. It's just a racist campaign. Well, I you know I I shared a meme that I that I retweeted from someone else um, earlier that someone put a picture of a, a coffee cup and it says I love being woke. It's much nicer than being an ignorant fucking twat. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's kind of says it all. Yep. We're uh, I, I, I just but this is where we're going. It's it's really, really scary. Um, Marge Q. Green, 
Marge Trader Green showing um it's showing a picture of Hunter Biden getting a blowjob on the House floor. How is that okay? I'm Kevin McCarthy. You know, it's up to him, and it seems to be okay with him. Yeah, I haven't um, heard that he's disciplined her. I, and and did the I know that Jamie Raskin raised an objection, like he started calling out while she was holding this picture up, blown up to you know superhuman size. Um, and well, they had everyone's genitals covered up. Yes, they did. But still, I'm sorry. Uh, you know that what happened? And by the way, it wasn't one picture. There was, no, it was there a was number of them. them. Right. But but this is after Marge. <laughs> I haven't played this yet because we did a show yesterday all about uh, uh, the the strike in Hollywood. Um, Marge inadvertently did a commercial for Joe Biden's reelection. Um, it's a good one. It's great. Here, I'm going to play using it. it. You know that Biden is using I know. it in the commercial, right? Well, what I have is the actual Biden commercial that they made from her words. So let me share that now because it's so good. This might be the best Biden ad I've seen yet. So th- th- here it is. Joe Biden had the largest public investment in social infrastructure and environmental programs that is actually finishing what FDR started, (laughs) that LBJ expanded on, and Joe Biden is attempting to complete programs to address education, medical care, urban problems, rural poverty, transportation, Medicare, Medicaid, labor unions, and he still is working on it. And then the Biden-Harris logo comes up. People have seen this so far. It's only been out for two days. Yeah. And how many, how many people have seen it? No, how many? 40 million people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's hysterical. That's hysterical. I, you know, I, when I first heard it, I'm thinking, she's saying all these things and like they're bad? Yes, in her world, they're bad. You know, in her world, FDR is, is Satan. Wow. Wow. I, 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 you know, so do, why, why, how about they give to stop taking Social Security? How about they stop taking Medicare? How about they stop working a 40 hour work week or getting overtime or getting any protections that have been put into place by government helping people? How about her showing the pictures of her blowing people to get them to come to her gym in Alpharetta where where. She she worked at one place and then started her own, and she was giving people blowjobs to come to her new her new um, gym. Oh my why don't God. you show those pictures? Why why just pictures of poor Hunter Biden, well, right. which had nothing nothing I mean, to do with that anything. Had nothing to do with anything. Those pictures. It was just completely gratuitous bullshit. Exactly. And then she's going on, and he he hired a prostitute and paid for her to come across the country. It's like, what does this have to do with it? Why is this in Congress? He wasn't a government employee. He never worked at the White House. Um, Congressman Garcia put up a picture of Jared and Ivanka and said, why are we talking about Hunter Biden and not these two? Yeah, and Garcia knows all about it because he, until <laughs> fairly recently, was a Republican himself. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know who he was. I just knew Garcia. I, I couldn't well, even play. Where he is was he? the mayor of Long Beach, but before oh. that, he was a, a you know a, kind of a mi- middle shot Republican. He started two Republican clubs. He was the head of George Bush's, um, you know, young Republicans on the West Coast. Yeah, he was an active Republican. Wow. So And then realized that there was no career in that. Uh, so he became a, Dem- a conservative Democrat. Interesting. Now he realizes no career in that. So he's trying to transform himself into a progressive. We'll oh see how that God. works. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. I shouldn't say anymore. It's okay. You've said enough. Howie Klein is with us. Um, So yesterday I did a show with um, an old friend of mine, David Jolliffe. Do you remember the TV show? Say, uh, uh, never mind. What? (laughs) I thought you were going to say Aldine. Oh, no, 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 no. So, so uh, David Jolliffe, do you remember the TV show Room 222? No. You No? Oh, my God. You would have loved it. It was on from 1969 to 74. And, I was in uh, living in Afghanistan oh, at that well, time. Well, <laughs> that's why. But they, they didn't have these. They have. Um, there are some episodes up, a lot of them, on YouTube. Um, and I was, you know, you know in pre- preparation for this, I watched a few of them. And, boy, it came flooding back. The memories, I was all of, you know however old, nine, 10 years old. And um, they did, there was an episode with a very young Kurt Russell in it. And uh, he was like doing vigilante stuff, signing all his, his pranks as Paul Revere, calling attention to all of the pollution we're doing. We're, he's like, I used to fish in the local stream and catch frogs and play with them. And now all the frogs and fish are dead. It's like, okay, they were, you know, socially conscious. They had a lot of black kids. It was an integrated high school and a lot of issues around that. Anyway, David Jolliffe was one of the kids. He, his name was Bernie and he had this big red fro. Now he's got a big white beard. He looks like Santa Claus, but he's a member of the SAG after a board and on the negotiating committee. And, um, and so he came on to talk about the strike and he brought his friends, Sean Astin and Francis Fisher. So it was a, it was a star-studded show yesterday. Um, oh, she's a friend of mine, too. Uh, Frances Fisher? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was awesome. She was great. And I know she's very progressive. So, oh, yes. And she was on fire. She's, she's just pissed. And Sean Astin, you know, um, son of Patty Duke. <laughs> That's like, you know, I grew up with her. Um, anyway, so yesterday we were talking about the, the music, uh, the, the radio, <laughs> the TV and film industry and how – Things have changed so much over the years. Tomorrow, I'm going to talk about the radio and record industries. Do you know, you probably heard the news, uh, maybe. It broke on Friday afternoon, so after we last spoke, that uh, All Access, which is the last remaining trade publication, is shutting its doors next month. What do you mean the last remaining trade? Well, well, what, what? You know, we we used to have Radio and Records and the Album yeah. Network and uh, Gavin and Hard Report and FMQB and all of these have gone under over the last ten years. I think Hits still exists online. Yeah, it does exist? No, okay. no, there's, mag- there's a magazine. Oh, is there still a magazine? Okay, then Hits is the last one standing. I copy today. Okay, so I've been out of it. So Hits is still the last one. So there's still one standing, but All Access is is shutting down. Um, what about R and R? They're not standing oh around anymore. R and R went under ten, fifteen years ago. Wow, yeah. I, I used to like that one. Yeah, it was great. I've still got some old copies. I, the Album Network, I worked at. You know, I I worked at the Album Network. I was the rock editor. Um, Karina says Radio Insight is still around. Okay, but that that was never one of the, not really music oriented. That was really more radio uh, executive. But um, so tomorrow. Um, I'm going to have Joel Denver on, and we're going to talk about what happened wow. to the music industry. What's that? Say hello to Joel for me. I will, if you would like to call in. We're going to talk about what you know what happened to the music industry, the same way that actors and and um, all the the affiliated people who work to bring TV shows and movies to life are, are struggling to get by, but yet the studios and the executives are making obscene amounts. 
uh, you know, it's happened with with, uh, you know, radio and and the record industry, too, that it's hard for the the little guy to get by. Somebody sent me um, her daughter as a, um, uh, a, a musician and and puts, uh, you know, had a had a record that got something like two million streams in the last year or something. And they got the royalty check and they got like a dollar fifty. <laughs> How horrible. It's horrible, right? And so it's it's very difficult for people to uh to make yeah. a living. I mean the musicians that that um get anything out, out of the system are are the big stars. They right. they they do okay. But anyone who's not a big star, who you know, someone who, you know, is sort of either starting out or, or or just starting to get a career, they get nothing. They get yes, royalty checks for you know dollar forty. Yes, well, and and this this is very telling. So David in the chat room just wrote, "Music is free now." I, I'm waiting for some reaction from you, Howie, because he, <laughs> I mean, the th- it is for me also. I mean, I, I listen to music on YouTube, for yeah. example. Yeah, but you know, uh, but when I, 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 there are still people who are. Who are buying music and some you know what 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 recorded music does is it opens up a possibility for artists for the people who write the songs and the people who perform the songs particularly the people who perform the songs to go on the road and, yep. and tickets are unbelievably expensive now <laughs> i mean i remember when tickets were you know three dollars yeah i remember six but now you can you know any little show is very expensive. Actually, um, I got to tell you, I'm going to see Michael Franti and Spearhead on Saturday. Oh, love, yeah. love, love Michael Franti, and I'm going to interview him tomorrow. Oh, great! Yeah, you and, know, and someone told me that um, even even for 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 an arena, even the really terrible seats, all the way up, you know, the nosebleed yep. seats, even even those seats are a few hundred dollars. They are. I forget who it was. Somebody is touring. This, uh, you know, fall and I looked and it was a, like a middle, it was like a Jason Mraz and, and the, and the tickets are out of my ballpark. I give it to Michael Fronte because the tickets for his show are 45 and uh, 35 and 45, which is I, nobody else is charging that little these days. But Jason Mraz, it was over a hundred bucks for a lawn seat. Wow. So yeah, go figure. Um, Yeah. So I I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. People, actual normal people can't afford to go to a a major concert. Maybe you can go to a little club show or something, but but not a a concert. And oh, and this. So the Michael Franti tickets, this is even better. So the tickets we saw, they were thirty five dollars each. Okay, for two tickets. Then it's a twenty five dollar service charge on top of the ticket cost. (laughs) Like, oh God! Oh, how horrible! Right. So I was—we were just going to wait and go to the box office three hours before the show starts and get them there and save the twenty-five bucks. But after they approved me for the interview, they're—they're they're comping me tickets, which is really nice. But I'm spoiled. Uh-huh. Most people don't have that luxury. But who can afford to pay twenty-five dollars service charge for them to sell you tickets? Apparently, a lot of people. I guess. I guess it's just ridiculous. Um. I have something fun, well, fun, but sort of bittersweet to go out with. We've talked about the acapella group, the Kinsey Six, before, right? No. Oh, we haven't. Oh, shit. Well, or, or it went over my head. Okay. Kinsey Six has been around for many years. They've gone through a few incarnations, but they still do it. They are 
uh, a group of 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 drag queen drag performers. They do a drag show, four part harmonies, um, all a cappella. They do great parody and fun songs. Uh, they've been on my show. They're amazing. So when you say parody and fun songs, like what? What, um, what do you mean by that? Well, uh, oh. Um, uh, like they did a thing about Bill Barr, a very model of a modern, uh, you know, they, uh, you were, you're asking. They write songs, so, they, so they, they're their own songs. Well, they, or, you know, songs to the other. In fact, I'm going to play one that you'll hear because I'm going to go out with this song and I want you to hear it. So there are four men. They're not they're not trans women. They're men who do a drag show and they put they do videos and put out albums. They're br- I'll send you some of their videos because they're brilliant. They're absolutely brilliant. And so it, they're not as prolific as some of the others, but they are so, so good. And they were on the show a couple of months ago for the first time, only time, to talk about the, you know, DeSantis and his moratorium on drag shows and the outlawing of drag shows and all that. So um, I, we're going to go out on this song. So I'll say goodbye to you now and we'll talk next week. But this is Kinsey Six. You'll recognize the song that they're parodying. Um and that's all I'm going to say. So enjoy. I hope I can hear it. Oh, I hope so, too. If not, you should be able to. But if not, I'll send this to you as well. I'll email it to you as soon as we're done. All right. All right. Sure. Here we go. Poof, the magic drag queen. They, he or she. Frolics with your inner child between LGB and T. But some of our neighbors love to hassle poofs. Their words can sting, but healing acts have made our Nancy's tough. Poof, the magic drag queen lives proud and free. And helps us all envision our own possibility. Poof, the magic drag queen lives for you to see. Our peerless, fearless queerness, dear, enriches you and me. Together we can travel on new uncharted Just don't confuse a gentle soul with someone who is frail. Noble queens have power to heal you of your shame. The world is so much richer when we're not all just the same. Puff, the tragic drag queen, is what we're told will be. We'll be forlorn if we break norms and scorn conformity. Poofs, a tragic drag queens warn society. They shame and shun, but hung their son could be one just like me. Drag queens shine a light for gentle little boys Whose kindness, joy, and playfulness the world so soon destroys 
some hope our song goes silent that we will sing no more but hopes and mighty drag queens will not cease our fearless roar in a world of sorrow we spread joy not pain with all the world's insanity a queen can keep you sane through cruelty and derision a poof can still be brave the world that tries to stop us is the world we're here to save poof the magic drag queen lives in you and me May we all share our special gifts So all our souls breathe free Poof! The magic drag queens create reality To bring the joy and magic that The world can someday be Kinsey Six. Look for him on YouTube. I'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye.